Hey, this is Benjamin Wong, and you're listening to Kids CEO. On Kids CEO, we highlight the kids who are swimming against the tide, the inspirations, the change makers, from kid entrepreneurs running their own companies to philanthropists making their imprint on Earth. Kids CEO is showing the world what kids can really do. On this episode, we're talking to 14-year-old Kayla, 12-year-old Keegan, and 12-year-old Ashley Sorovius, who've created Kid Everest, the world's first crowdfunding site safe for kids. Let's get into it. So, you need some cash for your startup, whether it's to pay for LLCs, equipment, or products. You could take out a loan, borrow some cash from friends, or get an investor. But getting a loan means you're in debt, and having an investor most of the time means giving away a portion of your company, which can be detrimental to a startup. But there's one option we haven't talked about yet. Crowdfunding is the new norm for startup funding. It's been popularized by sites like GoFundMe or Kickstarter. Now, 14-year-old Kayla, 12-year-old Keegan, and 12-year-old Ashley have created a version of the popular sites that is safe and accustoming to kids. They're inspiring kid entrepreneurs to go out and start their business and making it easy for them to do so. The entire Kid Everest journey started with a simple project in the 5th and 6th grade. Yeah, so we came up with the idea Kid Everest in 5th and 6th grade. And our teacher had us come up with an idea that could change the world. And us being like very entrepreneurial ourselves, we came up with this idea to help other kids get out there because there's this out there. Um, And we really wanted to help kids get their voices heard. I think it was really amazing that your fifth and sixth grade teacher gave you an assignment like that. Especially so young, you guys were probably 11, 12. And it was so influential that they must have seen something in you guys. And I think uh, it was just yesterday where I was listening to the co-founders of Wayfair, who talked about how the idea for Wayfair also came out of a school assignment. So moving on, it, it does take a lot of work to be a kid entrepreneur. Not a lot of work, but a lot of determination. Because most kids, to be honest, would rather sit down, play video games, or watch Netflix all day. So what made you guys, what makes you guys wake up in the morning and to put all the time into Kid Everest? I think a lot of things, just like, it's kind of just like, not even more of a drive, more of just like a spear. Like we always been having a business, everything, and like always wanting to get up and do something. Yeah, I think that it is so important what you just said, because you know that saying that the first step in doing anything is simply saying yes and committing yourself to it. And the fact that you guys wake up instead of wanting to play video games, like instead of waking up and saying, oh, there's a new Fortnite skin out, you guys are saying, oh, there's a new opportunity. There's another kid entrepreneur that we could get on Kid Everest. And I think it's so amazing what you guys are doing. Now, a lot of people see crowdfunding as unnecessary because they can just go to their parents or go to their grandparents or ask some friends. So why is crowdfunding so important to a business, especially a kid-run business? 
Yeah, so crowdfunding, you can make more money than you could by just asking your parents or grandparents. And it also gives you like a feel of whether or not people like your idea too, because if people like it, they're going to donate to it and you know like, oh, this is a good idea and not just my parents or grandparents like it. I think everything you just said was very true. I especially resonate with the second point that you mentioned about how crowdfunding allows you to get the audience, the general population's opinion. For me, from first hand, I'll think of a really, really great idea in my head. But then the second I actually say it out loud or tell someone, it doesn't sound so great. And so I think crowdfunding is a really good, good way to reach out to your audience and kind of take like a survey. Now, crowdfunding isn't a new idea. Like, Kickstarter's been around for a while, Indiegogo, GoFundMe. So why is Kid Everest so different from these other sites? Our website is different from all the other ones because we have safeguards and we're safe listed. We have COBRA compliance too. Like, we're completely safe for kids and we don't like steal information i think the biggest difference is that we're directed at kids instead of the other platforms that are out there are mainly directed at adults we're the only one out there that's directed at kids and we also the next biggest difference is that we take less money than all the other companies considering that we're working with kids and they need the money more I do think it is so important for a set like this to be dedicated and directed towards kid entrepreneurs. I have the Kickstarter terms of use right now, and I'll read like a one sentence. It says, quote, To sign up for an account, you need to be at least 18 years old or old enough to form a binding contract where you live. If necessary, we may ask you for proof of age. And so from there, that automatically disqualifies all kids from getting funding from Kickstarter. And that can be a really demoralizing blow getting rejected from your very, very first opportunity. And so I think I applaud you guys for being willing to do this because simply I don't think anyone other than you guys would. And because no one else is willing to do a crowdfunding site for kids, kids are discouraged from being an entrepreneur. And this cycle will continue to prevent kids from wanting to go out and start their own company. Related, there aren't too many kid entrepreneurs, like I just said. So what are some things you guys are doing to help add to that community and help inspire other kid entrepreneurs to join the party? Well, I think there's more of a larger ratio or a bigger difference between the amount of kidpreneurs and adultpreneurs, mainly because there's not as much of a reach for kidpreneurs. Like, there's not as much as a need for them because they think that they have adult superiors that could do the job better than them or make the idea for them or could just take over and do it like instead of having them do it. But I think like if the kid has an idea, then they should really go with it and not just give up because they're young. I definitely agree with what you just said. I do think many kids want to do something like this, but they feel like they don't know how or that they shouldn't and that an adult should do it. Uh, but entrepreneurism isn't for, isn't only for adults, it's just as much for kids. And I think it's people like you three that are really helping inspire others to become a kid entrepreneur. Now, you guys aren't only business partners, you're also sisters, and two of you are twins. 
And so sometimes it can be hard to separate your personal relationships with your business ones. And especially adding to the fact that there's three of you, would you say that the duality of being business partners, yet also sisters and twins, has influenced the company? Um, I don't think it's really affected anything. It's actually brought us closer together, like, as a family and as sisters. We might, like, argue a few times, but, like, in the end, we all agree on something, and it's just, it's been really fun. <laughs> and I also think it's good for us because we all have, like, each individual strengths that really pair well together and work cohesively, so I think it works out. I assume you guys are a very tight-knit family and very close sisters. And I think it was great that you guys were able to utilize that relationship and use it to convert into an actual pretty successful company. We're going to take a quick little break, but when we come back, we're going to delve into the more personal side of Kid Everest. How do the three girls respond when someone tells them they're too young to start a company? And where do Kayla, Keegan, and Ashley want to be in 30 years? Stay tuned. Hi guys, this is Noah Golder, the host of the Fireflies Debate Show for its first seven episodes. On our regular shows, we feature two kid debaters and a kid host that discuss pressing issues in society, such as the Black Lives Matter movement and the reopening of schools. We would love it if you checked Fireflies out. We may be small, but we have bright minds and big ideas. Welcome back to Kid CEO. With me now is Kayla, Keegan, and Ashley, the teenage founders of Kid Everest, the world's first crowdfunding site that's safe for kids. In the first half of this interview, we talked a lot about the company and how it came to be. But the second half is actually my favorite because it tells so much about their character and personality. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, the average age of a successful entrepreneur is 45, according to the Wharton Business School, which is one of the best business institutions in the world. You are 12, 12, and 14, which is, you know, significantly younger than the average entrepreneur. I assume you guys have had to go through this before, but what do you say when someone tells you that you're too young to start your own company? I think, honestly, we're just trying to lower that bar down to even younger. I think the younger, the better. I mean, if you're starting out and you're really passionate about something, the earlier you start, the better it is because the more experience you can gain. If you're starting off when you're 45 or 35 or 40, if you're just starting out then, like, you won't get as much experience. And, like, I feel like if you're a kid, then you're probably going to have a lot of fails, but then like get back up and keep trying. So I think if you start off as a kid, it will really teach you like to keep going with yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good it. um, learning experience as a kid. And kids also have like very creative ideas, probably like way more creative than like any 35 year old or whatever. Oh yeah, that's definitely another side of it that I didn't even see yet. Kids are more creative. You were so right about that. Um, you know, when's the last time you've seen an adult have an imaginary friend? 
And I think that in business, creativity is so instrumental. And I think that's really where kids have that head up over the adults. And I also think another part of it is that kids have the ability to take risks. So unlike adult entrepreneurs, where if they go out and do a project, if they fail, they now have to worry about how they're going to keep the lights on. But for kids, most kids, their parents provide their shelter and food. And so they can go out and create a product or a platform that isn't so successful. And if it becomes successful, then great. And if it fails, they just move on. Now, this leads me to another part of it. And we touched on it a bit earlier, but what would you guys say is your favorite part about being a kid entrepreneur? I think the best part or my favorite part is really just like knowing that we're making a difference, helping other kids. Because our main goal with this business is to help other kids get to where we kind of are now, like having a business and actually starting it up. It's just really... It feels good to, like, know that you're helping out other kids. Yeah. So, like, knowing that you're really making a difference and inspiring other kids to do the same. Uh, Let's take the opposite, because obviously not everything is 100% good. What is a pain point that you've had in being a kid in this business world? Yeah, definitely. We've definitely been turned down by adults that we were seeking help from or seeking advice from just because we were young they didn't really want to like deal with us i definitely can see that i think one of the biggest social stigmas with kids is that adults recognize that they are the future leaders yet but until they turn 18 they're seen as just young people who hang out with friends go to school and watch tv all day even with our company name kidfinity the biggest challenge was that the first three words kid they thought that it would unlegitimize the company and it would lead to people not taking us seriously. So I said that we need to embrace that word kid because we are giving kids the resources and the platform to go and do great things and really trying to turn that stereotype around. And you guys, instead of playing video games or watching TV all day, which you easily could have, are starting a company. So what's that motivational factor behind your entrepreneurial spirit? Because as we can see, it's entrepreneurism is not something that every kid in the world does or even knows about. Yeah, uh, we kind of like motivate each other to get up and work. We just, well, like also other kids that we've seen like on Instagram or like the kids that are like on our website and the people that we meet with they kind of motivate us in a way because like they make us want to get up and help them through their business journey. Yeah, it's definitely inspiring to see these other kids who are even younger than us. Like, I'm pretty sure, how old is the girl that just raised $1,000? She's yeah. 11, I think. She's yeah. 10. Oh, 10. She's, she's about to turn one. Yeah. So even younger than us, it's crazy to see like how far their businesses are going at such a young age. It's crazy. That's a really, really great motivation, guys. I mean, seeing kids who are about your age, maybe even younger, able to do so much really, really makes you want to go do the same. I mean, you look at people like Mallory, and you see like she's making $1,000 of crowdfunding in only four days. I mean, what's stopping you from being the next Mallory? And also, by the way, for the audience, Mallory's actually going to be on the show soon. So stay tuned. 
Moving on to a different topic, have you guys started school yet? No, not yet. Okay, so I assume you guys have at some point, though, run Cadaverist and school. How have you managed to balance the two? Well, we would wake up at, like, 7, probably, get ready for school, you know, like, eat breakfast, all that. We probably would check our emails in the morning, but, it like, if we're up... But if we're like late, then we'll check them after school. But we usually have sports after school. Then we come home and work on our website. We'll probably have like Zoom meetings or like Instagram lives after school, like at night or weekends. Yeah, we do a lot of our work on the weekends, but um, we'll have like a few meetings here and there in the week. Yeah, I can find it difficult too to have to balance the two, um, even considering the fact that school is a job and entrepreneurism is a job. And so it's kind of like having two jobs, which can be difficult to manage even as an adult. As a kid entrepreneur, or even as an entrepreneur in total, one of the biggest sayings is you can innovate or you die. How do you guys think of new ideas? I'll go to Kayla for this. Well, I think before, like, we actually started this business, we had many businesses before, like, we were always, like, coming up with something new. So, I think the biggest thing is finding a problem, and then, like, a problem that you have, that you face every day, and then finding a way to fix it, and coming up with a way that's sufficient, that would keep fixing that problem for you. I think that's the biggest way that I would, or we would come up with an idea. I think it is kind of a trend for kid entrepreneurs to always have that spirit. Um, You guys said before Kid Everest, you had plenty of other ideas. Uh, It's the same for me, and I'm sure it'll be the same for almost every other kid entrepreneur. And I think what you also said about coming up with a problem and figuring out the solution is so important. I think it was Jeff Bezos who said that if you only invest in the things that will change the world, you have a 100% investment guarantee. So, is there anything in the works right now? Like, what's next for Kid Everest? Um, yeah, so we're planning on going into schools and collaborating with, like, banks and, like, with their savings programs and stuff. Um, we were actually planning on going into our old elementary school, but then all this COVID-19 stuff happened, so it yeah. kind of got canceled. Yeah, right before COVID-19, we made a lot of plans to go, yeah, like she said, into schools, and we had, like, libraries and other businesses booked up, but as soon as COVID hit, it hit really hard. Yeah, that's a very, very smart idea going into the schools. And I think that really resonates with your mission a lot. Do you think you could elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, so um, we were planning on, like, going into the school and, like, telling them, like, what our business is and, like, what we do um, and, like, share all that stuff. And then we were going to have, like, a project sort of thing like um, set up for them where they would have to like um, build something or come up with an idea basically like that and then they could like either go go on our website like if they had a really good idea that they wanted to share with the world yeah that's basically it just like explain what we do have little projects and things set up for them Yeah, that's amazing that you guys are doing your part to getting even more kids into entrepreneurism. You also mentioned the bank thing. Would would you say like a partnership with the banks to set up checking account for these kids? Or can you just talk a little bit more about that? 
So I'm pretty sure our idea, our idea with the bank was really to infiltrate them in sort of to teach kids about money and how to deal with it. Because most of these kids, like one who just got $1,000 is only 11. And I'm sure he doesn't know what to do with that. Our main idea was to try and help them out and like what to do with it, how to save it, and where to put it, and things like that. Oh, wow. That's really, really great that you guys are doing that. I think it was the yesterday or Sunday that I was reading a book from the Rich Dad Poor Dad series that said the reason why so many startups fail or investors fail is simply because they're not educated. So I think that if you guys partnered with these banks to educate kids, there can be so many more kid entrepreneurs and so many more successful kid entrepreneurs. Would you guys say that financial literacy is something that's missing in the basic American school system? Yeah, definitely. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever been taught anything like that in school. So when you guys go to the schools and the banks, you would be trying to help teach the kids about financial literacy as well, right? It would, we would also, like, tell them or, like, show them how to deal with their money and, like, talk to them about that stuff. And, like, we're really just trying to, like, help them, like, be really creative um, and, like, help them make things, like, um, make ideas or come up with ideas to share with everyone because, like, kids right now are so creative and we really want to show the world that, like, kids can be taken seriously and and come up with serious business. I think that's such a noble and great thing for you guys to do. And so props off to you guys for that. So now let's pretend at one of your events, a kid who wants to have his own sunglass line, which could be possible, goes up to you and asks you, what do I do next? What do you tell him? What I would do next is show them how to get on our website, show them how to start a campaign or how to teach them how to like run a business. Because if there's others, most likely going to be other people in that specific market, but teach them like their audiences and who they're going to direct it at and how to do that. Start maybe start a website and things like that. Just really walk them through exactly how to start. Start, yeah. Yeah, and like maybe like set up an Instagram or like have them design their sunglasses first to like and like have them figure out like why they're different from all the other sunglasses or like figure out their prices that they want to sell them for, the price to make them, um, like all that sort of startup stuff. I think it's so great that you guys are doing so much to help these type of kids who want to go out and be entrepreneurs and really don't know how. When you go to the Kidiverse website, I know that you have to apply to get your campaign up. What's that behind the scenes process like? So usually we would like um, meet with the people that want to, with the kid that wanted to come on either on Zoom or like DM them or like call them on the phone, anything like that to um, answer any other questions. And then if they're like, yeah, I want to go on their website, we either um, help them through it if they don't know how to get on. But for the most part, it's really simple. Um, And they just create a campaign, write a little bio about what they are who they are yeah so many people who don't quite have a business yet but want to get there and really want to do it will read some of the posts on our on our um, website or will reach out to us to really 
like ask us how to get there and how to grow. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think it is so great that you guys are caring more about the entrepreneur than, you know, like the fees you get. Because, and for one, you charge pretty low fees and, and you really want to help grow that entrepreneur and you want to show the world that if kids are given the resources and the attention that they can do great things. Now, I will go individually. Who are some of your role models? Who do you look up to? I look up to my mom, actually, because she's very um, entrepreneurial. Like, she had her own um, business and, like, her own blog and, like, all that stuff. Yeah, I think we definitely get it from her. (laughs) Yeah. I am kind of starting to see that similarity between a lot of kid entrepreneurs that they have a parent who is also an entrepreneur. And because they see their freedom, they're able to, you know, go wherever they want. They're able to go to your, they're able to volunteer in your classroom. And I think that's really a lot of what inspires kid entrepreneurs like us. Um, You know, moving on. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Elon Musk, who has like SpaceX, Tesla, Solar City, and obviously with all that responsibility comes a lot of work. Do you think you have to work work really hard to be successful? Personally, I think I I don't think you have to work twenty four seven. I think in the time that you are working or you have a time allotted to work on it, you just have to work that much harder. So instead of working twenty four seven and not putting in your all or just doing it halfway, I think you just need to set a time that you're really serious about it and it's actually going to get a lot of things done in that time. Yeah, and if you're really determined about it, you will always find time, even if it's just like 10 minutes in your day, you will always find time to read your emails or like uh, post something on Instagram, like you'll always find some time to do something for your business. Mm, I see. So kind of like quality time over quantity time. I think that's so true. I remember my violin teacher used to always say he'd rather me practice 20 minutes really focused than two hours but constantly go on my phone. And obviously when you're a kid entrepreneur, it does take a lot of sacrifice. Um, You have to sacrifice hanging out with your friends sometimes. Would you say that being a kid entrepreneur is difficult? Definitely. I think, I don't think actually becoming one or being one is difficult, but I think being taken serious is really the hard part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because when you're a kid, um, you a lot of adults really don't help you a lot because they don't think that, like, you're, that like, you as determined, that you can actually go anywhere. Um, there's a, there's a few adults that, like, we've talked to to help start up ours, but there's, yes, there's definitely a lot that are also very supportive, but there's definitely some that will turn us on just because of our age. Yeah, so we really want it to be, like, a company that the kids can come to and we can help and answer any questions they have. Oh, so kind of like anyone can be a kid entrepreneur, but not everyone can be a successful kid entrepreneur. Um, moving on, where do you guys see yourself in, you know, 30 years? You guys are 12, 12, and 14, so when you guys are about 40, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself uh, in a nice suburban neighborhood with a nice family? Do you guys see yourself in a Bel Air mansion? I guess, like, have our own, like, corporation. Then we can have it out to, like, Kid Everest, and we can have, like, other people there, like, working, too. Yeah, so 
Um, I, in the future, I would want to work on our business more and like make like help it grow even more than it has. And I really want this to be like the big thing that like like everyone knows what like Kickstarter is. We want everyone to know what Kid Everest is and what we do. Yeah, kind of. I'm pretty much the same as them. I really want to take this to the next level, really take it to when I'm an adult. But I also have, like, I also want to balance the rest of my life out to working with this. Uh, all right. So you guys want to have, like, a name for yourself. You want to have a legacy. And you want every kid or every person overall to know what Kid Everest and know what you guys are doing with the company. That's really great. Um, and this happened quite a lot. I can speak from personal experience. When kids hit a roadblock and or can entrepreneurs hit a roadblock and they're just stuck, what would you tell those kids to help motivate them and push them forward? Yeah, I would just say to keep going. Like, really, you really have to keep pushing. Like, it does get really hard, but like, you really do have to just like keep going, keep reaching out ask more questions to people who are more knowledgeable knowledgeable about what you're doing and you it's like really all about reaching out to people who can help you yeah i'll agree with that but i also believe that like this is really the time to do it so if you're gonna have fail a few times before you actually succeed you might as well do it now while it's low risk high reward as a kid because if you end up not making any money that year you don't really have to worry about it because you're not paying for much so I think really it's a good time to start it, good time to start learning. Yeah, so just like keep trying. If there's an obstacle, just persist through it. I talked about this in episode, a previous episode, but persistence is really so important in any person and especially an entrepreneur. At Kid CEO, it's part of our mission to help inspire other kids to get ahead of the game. And whether it's to start their own podcast or whether it's to have their own company or even have their own book, we want to inspire them to do that. So what's your one piece of advice for these type of kids? I have one piece of advice would just to be like, keep going and like being determined about your business because then you can like, you will become like a bigger business if you just like keep going and like keep that drive going. Yeah, my advice would just be to do it. Get like get out there. Other kids could like um, really use a podcast or like maybe use the book that you made um, to help them or like come up with your product that could also help other kids. Like one kid could make something and it could help millions of kids. Like. It's really all about helping other people. Yeah, continuing off what Keegan said, I think it's really the drive to do whatever your goal is. So if you have a goal in mind and you're really going to be pushing towards that until you complete it. But I think my biggest piece of advice would be to stay curious, always be asking questions. That's That was my biggest problem. I'm, like, afraid to ask questions. But once you actually, like, get out there and start asking really knowledgeable people, it's so much more helpful. <laughs> Great, great advice, guys. Stay curious, keep pushing forward, be persistent. That was Kayla, Keegan, and Ashley Cerevius. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Throughout this interview, we've really seen the enormous potential and the enormous power that these kids have. 
you know, kids really do influence and inspire other kids. And I think Kid Everest is such a perfect prime example of this. So real props off to Kayla, Keegan, and Ashley. If you guys want to get involved with Kid Everest, just head to kideverest.com. And if you have any questions for them, you can always reach out to them via Instagram on their page, kid.everest. And if you have any questions for me that you want to relate to them, just give me a shout out on official Benjamin Wong on Instagram. P.S. This is the first interview in a series of interviews with other kid CEOs because we really want to spotlight these kind of kids who are really making a difference. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much to Nova Golder, our episode advisor, and Talia Rahman, our audio engineer. And thanks so much to you all for listening. If you like what you're hearing or have any feedback for me, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or even consider subscribing. Thanks so much and have a productive and innovative week.